0: voice or something. Okay. Okay, the Rebbe asked uh, our questions. We asked our questions. We were in the middle of the answer. The questions were, why, first of all, the major question, why is the response of the king included in the altar Rebbe's Mashal for Elo because the response of the king is in Tishrei and not in Elul. So why, I mean obviously this response seems to be in Elul, but the simple pshat has been that the response of the king is in Tishrei. That's what the altar rabbi told us at the beginning of the mirema, and the Rebbe quoted the altar Rebbe at the beginning of this mirema. So why is it that the <coughs> response of the king is in- included in the, <coughs> in the marshal And the Rebbe also asks, regarding that response, there's two different responses, each having a different verb and a different adjective. Mekablami, receives them besever panim yafes. Umare panim sheich case. This is what the Rabbi usually says, even though in this Mimer it's defined as schoik, but the Rabbi usually says sheikha case, even though sometimes the Rabbi says sheikha case, as we've mentioned a number of times. So in, in, in beginning the biur of that, the Rabbi explained the difference between the revelation of the Yudgim Yitzchak in Elul and the Yudgim Yitzchak or the revelation b'chalal, in Rosh Hashanin Yom Kippur. The Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur requires tremendous Aveda. It's page Shin the in the original Mimer. The of the revelation of, of, of Tishrei requires tremendous Aveda to take full advantage of that revelation. Whereas the revelation of Elul requires only most of us don't relate to this as an only, it's a serious Aveda and it's a it's a difficult Aveda, a real Aveda, but relative to Tishrei, only the Aveda of Kabbalah Sal Mal the second thing the Rabbi told us is that the chiddush of the gili of El is the, the, the chiddush is shaykh to everybody. This gili is shaykh to everybody. Even the people found in the Midbar, aye, the revelation isn't in the Midbar. The last line we saw was that the revelation itself isn't in the Midbar because the Midbar represents something that is the opposite of the Ratzon of HaGadosh Baruch But, right after the parentheses, about eight lines down, but, be yisrael and midbar that was the last, those are the last words we, we read on Thursday. Yisrael and Yimsoyim B'midbar, that there's a revelation in the Yid who's in the Midbar. The Jew in the discotheque, there's a revelation of Yidgem Yisra'chim in that Yid. The discotheque itself is the same. Vagilui behem, and this revelation in them, of the Yid Yisra'chim, even to the people farthest away, who in the Sinus koyach is the empowerment, Lot me Midbar lasada to go out from the Midbar to the Soda, La Haqbil melech, the p'nei melech. Meaning there's some empowerment, exactly what it is, that's what the Rebbe's going to explain to us at great length now and into Hay. There's an empowerment from above, but still only an empowerment, because after all the Yid himself has to do the Aveda v'ni doidi. but that Aveda is assisted very much, by the empowerment from above, that's the Yid helps the Yid leave their place. How exactly that expresses itself in real life, we'll, we'll see as we understand it a little more. Valpize, based on this, Yesh Leimer, one could say. That which it says in the Maimer. Now, again, usually Yesh Leimer, as we said earlier, means that the Rebbe is about to say something that is not based on the previous Rebbeim, otherwise, the Rebbe would just quote the previous Rebbeim you could say, meaning the Rebbe is about to say it. That which it says in the Maimah, that the king receives everybody graciously. Again, that was problematic for us because we didn't understand why it is that the response of the king is included in the Moshe, since the essential response of the king, as we understand it, is the revelation of Tishrei, not what happens in the field. So that which the that which the, the Alta rabbi includes in the mushal, the fact that the king is makabal kulam <laughs> the intention in this, shemadgish, that he's emphasizing, as kulam all of them, everybody. Now the Rebbe says something quite astounding. Shagame even those, shehemrak reitzim lahakbilis p'nei they only want to receive the king, because after all, in the Mosheel of the altar rabbi, which happens to be on the opposite page, It says, Anybody who wants to go see the king can go see the king. And the king receives them graciously. Who's the king receiving graciously? People who want to come see him. What does it not say those people have yet done? It doesn't say they've come to see the king yet. They want to go see the king, but they haven't necessarily gone to see the king, and yet even though they only want to go see the king, the king receives them graciously. It's quite astounding. What does that mean, so the Rebbe explains. Hakavona b'zeishem magish es kulam. Shegam Ela also those shehimrak reitsim lahakbales penei Melch. They'd like to go see the king. Ela bat chem shvuyim biyad the yitzram. They're held captive by their yitzir. Meaning, in the vernacular, they can't quite get it together. And they don't actually act upon this Ratzon. They'd like to. They think about it. They thought about it in a and They thought about it when they were learning a mimer. They thought about it when they were walking down the street that they have to get things together and be a little more serious, etc. But it isn't expressing itself in in actuality. Gam kishimis erer etzlam. Also, when there's aroused by them, now they arouse this in themselves, a Ratzon, laseys tshuva, a desire to do chuva. I made a couple extra copies knowing there's always people who don't have one. But, uh, so play, Even those people who wanted to tshuva but haven't yet acted upon it but again the desire comes from them when it's aroused in them a desire to do chuvu, lakabal a and to accept upon themselves the kingship of heaven, This doesn't actually happen, it hasn't yet happened. Why? Because they still have a harder that's holding them back. Gam also those people whom Mekabal upon Yafis he receives graciously. Just the very desire to come close to him triggers in a Kaddish Baruch Hu a, a, a positive reaction. And what about that? So what's that positive reaction about? Why is it in Elul? And this arouses in those people. A greater, stronger, more powerful desire to go see the king. V'al yedei rotzen Zen by virtue of this desire, hem misgabrim v'yikuvim, they overcome the obstacles. That's quite astounding. So what the Rabbi just say about Elul, the Rabbi just said that Elul, it's easier in Elul to, 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 to fulfill certain resolutions or desires that we've made with ourselves that we might not necessarily fulfill in a normal situation in Elul, if we challenge ourselves to make that resolution, it'll be easier to fulfill. Will it be easy? Depends on the resolution, depends on the person. But will it be easier in Elul? Yes. Why? Because you'll get an extra push from above. That's what the Rebbe just said. The very fact that you have that desire to come to a Kaddish Baruch Hu will cause a Kaddish Baruch Hu to give you extra energy to overcome that which usually gets in your way, and you'll overcome it in the month of Elul. That's what the Rebbe just said. It's quite astounding. But that's only half of the response of the king. ba b'maimer, umar upon him sheichakeis He adds in the Mimer, the Alter the second reaction of the king, that he shows a joyous face to all. So now that I first explains the, the verbs. The difference between receiving, which is the first response of the king. He receives, graciously, to showing. The Mekabel, the language receiving, falls, meaning relates to, Al Regarding something that's already in existence before the person receives it, lifnei shekiba, right? the thing's there, but he just hasn't received it. Vum is the דבר. Now he receives the thing, but it's it's in a state of revelation. He just hasn't received it, All right? But you know, if you're giving something to someone, so you don't hide it from them necessarily. It's a, you, they see it, they know what it is, and then you say, "Oh, hey, would you like this?" And they're mekabel. But the, obviously, it has to be in a state of revelation before they can be mekabel. Otherwise, what are they being, what are they being mekabel? So that's one state of reality. And the fact that he shows then these this joyous countenance, who, the fact that you show something to someone, what does that mean? Well, relative to them, it wasn't in a state of revelation until you showed it. It's the nature of showing. If it's in a state of revelation, I don't have to show it, it's there. It was in a state of revelation to me, but not to you. So, when a Kurdish Baruch Hu shows something, he's revealing something to us which was heretofore hidden. This joyous face that exists before he shows it to us, it just doesn't exist in our reality. We're not aware of it, it's not revealed to us. He shows it and reveals it to the other. That's the difference in Meqabal and, and Marah. Okay, so what does that it have to do with our mushal. V'zehu, and that is, Sh'la'ach re'sha'amer, after he says, after the Altar Rebbe says, Sh'me'lech meqabal eskulem b'sev upon him yafes that the king gets a certain level of pleasure from the desire of the Jew to do, mitzv- to do tshuva. That pleasure triggers in the Jew, arouses in the Jew a greater desire to do tshuva, and he overcomes obstacles which otherwise he might not overcome. That's what the Rebbe just told us about, me'kabal es kulam, a'sev upon he adds, the altar Rebbe, shumar upon him she'chakes <laughs> kulam that he shows this 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 joyous face desert upon that which he receives them the pleasant countenance the first reaction of the king what does that mean who that means shall rot the the desire of the people and what is the desire of the people go see the king the person who makes this this Resolution, he wants, he, he has this desire to go bring about some sort of change in his life, to become a little more sensitive to el to accept the to be more serious about his relationship with the Kaddish Boraku. He wants that. Aye, but he has a very hard time expressing that in reality because he's just stuck in all sorts of patterns where, where, you know, whatever the pattern might be relative to negative action, Right? He does things that aren't so good, or he doesn't do things that he really should be doing, or he has a. he relates to himself in a way that's not particularly healthy. Either he's less impressed with himself than he should be, or more impressed with himself than he should be. Both of them are things that keep us very powerfully away from a Gurdjieff Borachel. People have low self images, people have inflated self images. Right? Very often they're one and the same. Right, the person who seems to have an inflated self-image really has very low self-image, and so has to tell you how good they are all the time because they really don't think they're so great. But but you know there are people who really talk. I think they're just amazing. So they are amazing, but they're no more amazing than anybody else. Usually the person with the inflated self-image thinks they're better than other people. We're all amazing because God created us. We're not amazing because of what we do, we're amazing because of who we are, which is what the Rebbe is actually going to talk about, right? And we're all the same in that level. Some people express that a little more and some people express that a little less, so other people can be more impressed by them. (laughs) Not in order that, that's not why they do it. But if there are people who express how amazing they are by virtue of the fact that they're created by the Ebershtur, so those people we find impressive. So we're impressed by them. They're not impressed by themselves, but we're impressed by them. Right? It's part of the deal. There are some people who are so impressed by themselves, we figure they're matesy everybody, so you don't have to be impressed by them, because they're matesy everybody else, you know, like they, they, everybody, you know. <laughs> so you don't have to be impressed by that. They're matesy the whole world and how impressed they are with themselves. But whatever it is that the person's working on, and everybody has their dick their issues and dick issues, so in Elol it's easier to work on it because if we have a desire to work on it, so the king gives us extra energy and extra kayak to overcome those usual obstacles that get in the way of actually expressing this desire. So that's what the, that's what the Rebbe says. The desire of the Am, to receive the king. Miskabel is received, etzel upon him, graciously. And we saw earlier what that means. That gives the, the yid uh, extra kayach to overcome the obstacles. Voisofo, in this addition, the next thing that happens, the mar upon him, that he shows a joyous face, who, when the Jew, is aroused in his rutzer. nim there's something else that's drawn down to the Jew. ha'gilu'i panim The revelation of this joyous face. What's that? Hatainuk, That's why I've been pronouncing it more often, right? even though usually when the Rabbi says it, as we say, it's seichikei. This mimer, so... It was said on Shabbos, right? So we don't have a tape. Of, yeah, it was said on Shabbos, so we don't have a tape of the But there's all sorts of recordings of, of the Rebbe talking about Pesabe, And usually, the Rebbe says sheikh Even if the Rebbe explains it as Sechek. but the Rebbe does sometimes say sheikh But clearly, clearly here the meaning is the word sheikh, joy, Hatainuk, sheikh, joy, laughter, the That's what's revealed to the Juno. What does that mean? The Rebbe explains the next five lines. The tainug this pleasure of the king, who lamaila is higher, more powerful, miha tainug than the pleasure of the bechinas ponim office. the pleasure of the pleasant countenance, the first reaction of the king, and that's a that's a tainug. That's the pleasure that the king gets me a tshuva from the arousal to do tshuva. I mean, what happens? chronologically, so far, we don't understand it all yet, but chronologically what happens? The Jew has a desire to do truth. He doesn't act on that desire yet. He can't quite get it together, as they say. The abishter accepts that graciously. He experiences pleasure from the very fact that the Jew has a desire to come close to him, even though he hasn't made a move yet. That arouses in the Jew an even greater desire to come close, and he overcomes obstacles that he usually doesn't overcome. So far that's what happens. Now then evidently after that, how this works we don't know yet, there's an even greater revelation of the king's pleasure. A pleasure higher than the pleasure that he gets from our desire to do chuvan. what's that? So the Rebbe explains. Okay, so let's start again at that third line up. Zehush this is higher, tainugzeh, this is higher, must be because it's the second reaction, it can't be lower, what do I need a second reaction if it's less powerful? Mi ha'tainuk from the pleasure, skip the brackets, shemis eruset The king gets pleasure from our from our arousal to do chuvah. What's that? That's called panim yafes. And then there's panim shekhekes, which is even higher. What's that? as is explained in another place. The, the, the quote quotes the the middle rebbe. The The source of this schoik, this joy, panim case, the joyous face that the king shows, hu ba'atzmus Tainug is in the essence of the pleasure of the king. Tainug atzmi, an essential pleasure, habilti murkav, that is not a composite. We'll explain that in a minute. Let's just get the words. Shalamaylo, which is higher, me tainuk from the pleasure haba al dover, that comes as a result of something, which is tainuk Murkov. Murkov means a composite, something made up of other things. A composite being is composed of all sorts of stuff. Okay, so there's two different levels of tainuk, the Rebbe says. In the Evishtim, also in us, but in the Evishtim, there's a tainuk Murkov. What does that mean? That's the pleasure stuff. It, it, forget about the average for I do don't forget about the Ebishter, but we'll talk, about, we'll talk about it in the of us That's the pleasure someone gets because in a particular external event happened. Something happened. So as a result of the fact that that happened, I get pleasure. That's a tainuk Murka. My my, tenug, my pleasure, is based on an external event. Or maybe even an internal event. I thought about something. right? But it's based on the fact that something happened. That's the called the murkav. It murkav. It's composed of something else. It's caused by something else. Then there's of bultimurkav, which is an essential state of time, essential pleasure. The essential pleasure in something. So in terms of a Kaddish Baruch Hu us, the us, well, we'll see. Alright, let's read a few more lines, and then we'll be able to understand this before we try to explain it more. Okay, but those are those two different levels of time. Now, why there's a such a break in the paragraph, I don't know, but that's the way they printed it. we just have to read another line and a half. The and we'll come back and explain the whole thing. Betshem, Inyan In the analog, who a the Tainuk that is above, meaning the Ebrei's Tainuk, should be Yisrael atzma in the Jews themselves. Read to the end of the next line, till the end of the, till the period in the next line. Shalomailo mi hataynug shemikiyu matera which is higher, greater, than the tainug, than the pleasure that the Abishta gets, shemikiyu matera v'mitzvahs di Israel. The Kodesh Baruch gets pleasure from my mitzvahs. Very serious pleasure. Okay, that's true. That's the most basic level of our connection to a Kodesh Baruch, Taran Mitzvahs. It's three different levels of our connection to a Kodesh Baruch. Hu. The l- most basic and the lowest level is Taran Mitzvahs. You do a Mitzvah, you're connected. But on that level, if you don't do a Mitzvah, you're not connected. On that level, if you do an Aveirah, you're not connected. On that level, because the connection is based on Taran Mitzvahs, which is a very, 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 very powerful connection. But of the three connections we're about to talk about, it's the lowest. Then there's a higher level. That's called tshuva. How is tshuva obviously higher than and mitzvahs? Because when the connection on the level of and mitzvahs breaks, tshuva is still there. I don't have the, le- the connection on the level of and mitzvahs. Why? ruven. Let's say ruven. It's ruven. It's always ruven. Right? Ruven doesn't have that connection. Why not? Because he just did something that disconnects him from a Kodesh Barucho on the level of and mitzvahs. He just did the opposite of a mitzvah or he didn't do a mitzvah had the opportunity to do a mitzvah, and he didn't do it. So he, he's disconnected on that level. What is, what is he able to do? He's able to do this thing called tshuva, which obviously is indicative of a, of a higher level of connection to the Kaddish that even when mitzvahs aren't there, tshuva still is. That's what tshuva is. That's what tshuva is all about. That's the second level of our connection to a Kaddish Deeper than Torah and mitzvahs. Again, because it's there when Torah and mitzvahs aren't, so to speak. The mashal and gashmias, Your relationship with your boss. What's your relationship with your boss? You do what he wants. As long as you do what he wants, you have a relationship with him. Stop doing what he wants. What happens? He fires you. It's the end of that. You can erase him from your from your uh, contacts. Why? You don't talk to him anymore. Why do you have to talk to him anymore? You don't work for him. He's not your boss. You have nothing to do with him. Because your relationship was based on your actions. And if you acted a certain way, then you had a relationship. If you stop acting that way, you, you didn't get out of bed in the morning, so then you don't have a relationship with him anymore because he fires you. That's the way it goes in real life. Right? That's what it means to have a relationship with a boss. Okay, fine. What well, if the boss is your father? You can always get the job back. Right? Because your relationship is not simply based on the fact that you do certain things. There's a much deeper relationship with the, with the boss. It transcends simply your action. Okay. So that's a muscle for the level of tshuva, even though that can also be a muscle for the third level, but it, there's, the third level is even deeper than that, actually. Right? So that if the boss happens to be your father, so you'll get the job back. Right? I mean, sometimes your father will make it hard to get the job back if he cares about you. Right? might not even give you the job right away might, might make you wait five years working for some other company getting it together, turning yourself into a mensch before he gives you the job, why? because he cares a lot about you and he wants you to be a mensch and he knows the worst thing he can possibly do to you right now is give you the job back because then you're just going to be a low life like you were before he's a spoiled kid who knows he's going to get the job back, so he doesn't want that he's not interested he wants you to be a real person okay so, but he's, you know, can always get the job back at some point. Right? And if you can convince your father completely and totally, now your father's just a, a, a person who has limitations and can't understand everything happening on the deepest level, the Abishtha obviously does, so he can convince the Abishtha that we're serious about <coughs> our desire to get our job back, so to <coughs> so speak, so then we get the job back, no problem. That's called Chuv, which is deeper than tournaments'. Right. But this third level of 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 punim case, so the Rebbe says, that's obviously higher than Chuva. Why is that higher than chuva? Because what was the what was the first level of tainug based on? The pleasure of Kadosh gets from what? What was punim is based on? The Rebbe just taught us five minutes ago. Based on our actions. Not not so much our actions. Our Ratzin Our to do chuva, right? Our tshuva. Right? So this must be higher than that also. And that's, that's why at first the Rebbe said it's higher than chuva. The Rebbe didn't even mention tar mitzvahs, right? Because tar and is I'm already with the king in the field. right? I don't have to go see the king, I'm with the king. Right? But what if, I have, what if I'm not with the king in the field also? I have to do tshuva. Okay, so that, the desire to do tshuva, that causes a response in the king that the king experiences a pleasure, the pleasure he gets from our desire to do tshuva, which is a composite pleasure, meaning it's based on something that happened outside the king so to speak okay what's the third level (laughs) the tainuk this third level of tainuk what's this tainuk so what did the Rebbe say in the last line the tainuk is the tainuk the Abitur has from the essential existence of the Yid not what the Jew does just the fact that the Jew is the greatest dinug that the the greatest pleasure that the Eishchur gets, is from our very existence. Just the fact that we are. I, we do things that give him pleasure. That's true. But there's an even deeper pleasure, the pleasure that he gets by virtue of the fact that we exist. That's panim shehakus. So before we try to understand that in a muscle first the three, the, the, the 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 chronology of what happens in the field. We'll see how how we react to that in a minute. But first, what happens in the field? <laughs> the king is in the field, which means the king is making himself accessible to anybody. Okay, so what does that mean? That means the Jew has a desire to do tshuva, even if he doesn't act on the desire. He hasn't yet acted on that desire. Why? Because there's the, the words of the Rebbe, shvuyim b'yad yitzram. He's still, he's still connected to his yetzahar, and his yetzahar won't, won't let him make that move. What does that mean? He's still too, he's too stuck in himself. That's what it means. He's stuck in himself and he's, he's worried about himself and he can't make that move right now. He just can't get out of that place. Okay. Not okay, but okay. That's what is. The Abish to accept, but he wants to. He wants to get out of that place. But he finds it very difficult. In Elul, the king is in the field. What does that mean? The king receives that desire graciously, which means that arouses in the king a certain pleasure, that gives the Jew even greater power to overcome the obstacles that usually get in his way. That's what the Rebbe told himself. That then triggers in the king his essential pleasure in the very existence of the Jew which transcends the pleasure he gets from something the Jew does or wants to do. It's a pleasure in the Jew himself an essential pleasure not a pleasure that's based on any external event it's an existential reality the Jew doesn't have to do anything for that pleasure to exist the Jew just is Oh, so what, what's a muscle for such a thing? two mothers Miriam came to visit Dasi and Miriam brought her little kid and Miriam's kid and Dasi's kid are playing in, in, on, on, on the floor. And Miriam and Dasi are sitting on the steps with cups of tea, discussing life and motherhood and their husbands and whatever else women discuss. One of the kids does something really cute. So they both laugh, because it was cute. Then one of them reaches down, puts down the tea, reaches down, picks up the kid, and goes. I can eat you up. <laughs> Who was that? Mom. The mother. Why? Well, because the other woman doesn't have that relationship with that child. They both found the child's action pleasurable. Why? Tiny Murkov. The kid did something cute, so they both laugh. And the mother might not have even laughed harder. As a matter of fact, she might have even laughed less because she's seen him do it before. Who knows? Right? The other mother might have thought this was just bunch hysterical what he just did. Right? <laughs> so she's laughing away. She just thinks it's like unbelievable. He's really cute. That's so cute. He doesn't yell. Yeah, right? And the other the other woman, though, is the mother. Picks him up. What, what happened? That action that the kid did triggered in the mother something so much deeper than her connection to the actions of that child. Because she's connected to the essential being of that child. And that was revealed when the child did. That was triggered by what the child did, but her reaction is not at all commensurate to what the child did. How do you know? Well, look at the other woman. She's reacting normally to what the child did. A tainu Murkov. He did something cute. It was eight on the scale of cute. Okay, eight on the scale of cute. That's pretty cute. Okay, two-year-olds, everything they do is cute. Eight, that's like really cute. Okay, but what's that got to do with the mother's reaction? The mother's reaction is so far beyond that. It has nothing to do with what he just did. It was triggered by what he just did. But it's not a reaction to what he just did. So do the Eivishter and Elul. The Eivishter and Elul, when, when, when we arouse in ourselves a desire to do tshuva, the first thing is the Eivishter, so to speak, laughs. He gets pleasure from that. But that triggers in the Eivishter, he picks us up and he squeezes us. He goes, ah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's what the Rebbe just said. Elul. That's what happens with the king in the field whoa, well, now what about us? So then what happens? So the Rebbe says, Val And by virtue of the fact, second line on page, and by virtue of the fact, and by virtue of the fact, that he shows them this, that actually there's a revelation of this in the field, because this is still all part of Elul, that this pleasure that the king gets is misgalel adam is revealed to the person, hamisder beratzin l'tshuva, that's aroused in a desire to do tshuva. Now, to a great degree, the part, the fact that it's revealed to us is, first of all, there's an ex- existential reality that's revealed to us, but that we have a great assistance in conscious reality by virtue of the fact that the Rebbeim teach us that it's revealed to us. So that makes us more sensitive to it. The very fact that we know that there's such a thing helps us. Zem <speaking in Hebrew> like this arouses in the Jew. The fact that the Jew knows that the essential pleasure of the Eibishter is his very existence, this arouses in the Jew, kemayim Apanim leponim, like seeing a reflection in the water, Hatainug <speaking in> belukus, <Hebrew> The pleasure that the Jew has in Elous add to such an extent Tainuk to such an extent that the Tainuk of the Yid who ets a tainuk shale. what's the essential pleasure of every single one of us on the deepest level, the Abishter. And that's triggered by that's revealed by the fact that the Abishter's essential pleasure in us is triggered by our desire to do Chfa. So it's, it's still an ila doidi. We still start the process. But ultimately we get this incredible help from above. Not only is now, not only is the Kaddish Baruch who paved the road, there's a, it, this is wind-aided. This would not count as a world record because there's a lot of wind pushing us towards that goal. And this gives him a kayach, the, the, the energy, the power, the strength, even more, leads Gabriel and vikuvim to overcome the obstacles that he usually feels in his relationship with the Abishter to do complete shuva. Whoa. Okay. That's the end of the Rebbe's explanation of Melech Basada. That's what Melech Besoda means. A little more than I might have thought that I not learned this maimer, But it's not over. Because basically the Rebbe has now created an issue. What's the issue? What does this sound like? Nasinu's Kayach or Yisairus? Certainly sounds like an Yisairus to me. (laughs) Certainly sounds like there's a lot happening above. Ah, okay to say this. I had to have a desire to t'shuvah, but everything else seems to be happening because the Yisair is making it happen. And the Rebbe is actually going to ask an even more powerful question. Tzarek L'Hafi. We have to understand, and very often that's when we obviously by the virtue of asking a question we plunge ourselves into temporary darkness but we emerge from that darkness with a much more powerful light. So questions do. Good questions. Bad questions just deflect us from that which is supposed to be happening. Good questions ultimately produce deeper understanding. (laughs) Vetzarek lahav. Rabbi asks. You have to understand. To me hanal, based on what we just said, Move on, it's understood. Shagilu Yishebe Elo, The revelation of Elu And now you're going to understand why when the first time the Rebbe talked about the Yud Gevam the first time in the maimon what word did the Rebbe also use relative to the Yud Gevam Yitzarachmin which he stopped using emphatically afterwards. No, that's what he kept using emphatically. What did he use the first time and then stop using? He's Arus. We were wondering, why, why does the Rebbe say He's Arus in the Sinus Kayach? And then, it's not a He's it's just in the Sinus Kayach. It's not a He's Arus, it's just in the Sinus Kayach. It's not a He's Arus, it's just in the Sinus Kayach. Three times in the next eight, ten lines. But you just told me it's He's Arus. You said that. Why'd you say that? Well, now we understand why we, Why the Rebbe said that, because Be'etzim, in truth, it's really He's That's what the Rebbe's about to say. <laughs> not only an empowerment, la and what's that empowerment? That when the king is in the field, There is the permission. And then the word added by the Freedeku Rebbe, And the ability. To go greet the king. It's not only in a scene. of it arouses a person. By virtue of the fact by virtue of the fact that the king receives everybody graciously. We said that gives us an extra kayak from above to overcome obstacles. and particularly the even deeper response of the king, the essential response of the king, that he shows this joyous face to all. Zim erder but tshuvish leimer. This arouses in them a desire to do a much greater chuv. V'afal pikein, and nevertheless, havved beluli anila deidi. Still, it's anila deidi, a veidis It's still us. So how can that be? It seems to be that there's a lot of deidi li, and then anila. What? Simple pshat. And after what the Rebbe explained uh, the the the, the marshal to us, simple pshat. Why am I successful in my tshuva and el Because of me or because of Spell. Yeah, Mostly because of elo. Me? Yes, I started it. But the fact that I was successful this time and I wasn't three months ago has to do with the fact that there's a new existential reality, there's a new cosmic reality called elo. The king is in the field which arouses in me a greater strength to overcome the obstacles that usually get in my way. That's what the Rebbe said. So then why is it an Yilad Eidi? A I had a desire for Tshuva. I mean, that's a nice thing. But it's not like that's something that doesn't happen quite a bit in a Jew's life. Hopefully, every time you sit in Febrengen and you're actually listening to what's going on and you're part of the Febrengen, it's not a spectator sport, you think about the fact that you should really be getting it together in your life. Every time you open a mimer and the Rebbe says something about a lakusa, I would hope you think I should really be getting it together in my life. Every time you open up a siddur and you start davening and you say, hey, du levaya, you should, I should really be concentrating. I mean, isn't that like, just anybody who has any sensitivity to anything, isn't that what would happen? It does happen, hopefully. Now, people are into themselves, then get all depressed and oh, I'm no good and blah, 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 okay, no. Not fine. Terrible. Disastrous. Worst thing imaginable. Okay. So then maybe they stop challenging themselves because they don't want to get depressed. But that's you know that's a that's the ultimate victory of the Yitzhak. That's exactly what he wants. Right? Just saw yesterday. It's an old 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 story. But I saw it quoted by Rabbi Majeski. I was reading something from Rabbi Majeski. that uh, <coughs> two old friends meet. They learned in Yeshiva together 25, 30 years ago, then they meet and they were both very successful people. Bar Hashem, successful families, their kids are Elichayiddin, right? They they make a parnassa, they have happy marriages. They're successful people. One is a chassid and the other is more chasidically challenged. So the, the chasid looks at this friend from many years ago, he says, you know. Just told me about your life. Looks like a what beautiful life, Baruch Hashem. Wonderful family. Sit and learn. You daven, you learn. Yeah. But you don't look happy. So he said, oh. "Look, it's true, Baruch Hashem. We have wonderful children. Have a wonderful wife. I have a job that provides a parnasa, so we don't have to worry about that, and so we can get on with the more important things in life." doesn't take up too much of my time, so I actually have time to do what I was sent here to do and not to uh, spend my, <laughs> all of my energy trying to figure out how to make a living. And, and uh, my kids are amazing kids, even some grandchildren that are cute as can be. And I have time to sit and learn. But I always wanted to be a somebody. And I'm really not sort of a nobody. Oh. So his Kassidosh, your friend, says Psh, Isn't that something? Because I've always tried to be a nobody And I'm still a somebody <laughs> If you're interested in being a somebody The fact that you're not perfect In your relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Will bother you very much about yourself Not about the Abish. He's not part of the equation Because I'm the equation it's about me and my spiritual development, and how much I know, and how much I, you know, blah blah blah. So if that's where I'm holding, so then I, I, I'll, if I take stock of where I'm holding, I'll get depressed because I'm never, I'm never where I should be in terms of how great I think I should be. But if the, the, the desire is that it's really all about a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and I'm not there yet, okay, so I'm not there yet. That's not depressing. It's actually uplifting and exciting because I realized, look, it's true. I'm not there, but there's there, there's a ch- there's more time. Baruch Hashem, there's more to do. And obviously, I haven't accomplished what I'm supposed to accomplish. So, if it's all about me accomplishing, so I'll be depressed. If it's all about a Kaddish Baruch, Hu, getting what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. So Baruch Hashem, I'm still alive and I have the opportunity to go go further, do more. And that's a very exciting thing. Ah, it's challenging, very challenging. Ooh, all Right? But it's something, it's something so beautiful, so incredible, so uplifting. It's about me, so that I'll, keep saying this. So I'll never be who I think I'm supposed to be, so I'll be depressed all day. I'm not a somebody. And even if I am a somebody, there's going to be somebody who doesn't think I'm a somebody, and he's going to ruin my life. That guy will just annoy me beyond, and of course he's going to sit next to me and shoot. It's going to annoy me to no end. Doesn't he know I'm a somebody in this guy? No. He's not impressed by your somebody Oh. I don't like that guy. Got to talk a about that guy. Got to make sure no one likes that guy. Because he really annoys me. Because I want to be a somebody and he doesn't think I'm a somebody. Everybody else thinks I'm a somebody and he doesn't think I'm a somebody. Oh, boy, I got to get him. That guy's never going to be happy. He's never going to be Basimcha. The guy who's going to be Basimcha, he's not worried about being a somebody. He's worrying about being a nobody. What does that mean? He realizes the Abish there's a somebody and we get to relate to the there, which is really a kick. Not a nobody that you don't do anything. You have to do a tremendous amount. You have to accomplish incredible things. But not a nobody in a negative way, a nobody in a positive way. Right? Meaning really you talk as somebody like we said earlier why are you a somebody every single one of us is a somebody an amazing somebody why? because the Kodesh Baruch who created us and God don't make junk okay talked about it in the Febring the other night God don't make junk okay you're, you're impressive because of the things you've done no you're impressive because of who you are the things you've done are just expressing that so you expressed it a little more, or a little less. Okay, Say have you expressed it as much as you should? No, by definition. Okay, so okay. Vaitu, stop, you know, don't worry. Stop you know, patting yourself on the back and gay Vaitu. The one thing the Rebbe never did was pat us on the back, ever. Just I wanted more and more and more. Why? Because he knew we can give more and more and more. Rebbe believes in us. He knows we can just keep giving and giving and giving and doing and accomplishing and making things happen. Okay. So you're going to get a pat on the back. Oh, good job, take a holiday. No such thing by the way. There's no such thing, even though, okay, said, so the Rebbe knows that every now and then we take a holiday. Right? Someone once told the Rebbe that the Rebbe should do what all the other Rebbeim do. They, 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 throughout history, the Rebbeim used to go to the Deitsche, right? They used to go to the country in the summer to take a little bit of a break. So they told a number of Hasidim told the Rebbe that the Rebbe works too hard and the Rebbe should go to the Deitsche. Should go to the country, go to the Catskills, go wherever, go to Vermont, you know, New Hampshire, I don't know, go. In those days, people didn't have the Hasogas of Vermont and New Hampshire. They, you know, they could think the Catskill not too much further. Fine. So what was the Rebbe's answer? It was a famous answer. <laughs> it always talked about. The Rebbe said, My Hasidim are all in the Catskill. Someone has to stay and work. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people used to, I mean, in all fairness, in Brooklyn is a nice place to leave in the summer. Right? People used to go to the country to get out of Brooklyn, get a little fresh air, used to take the kids. Okay. So that's what the Rebbe said. said. we're in the country, someone has to stay at work. The Rebbe didn't take a day off. Ever. The Rebbe was at work every single day, seven days a week, every single day for 40 plus years. It wasn't one day that the Rebbe didn't come to 770 to work. Not one day. Why? What to do? <laughs> Is the Rebbe depressed? <laughs> just focused. That doesn't mean we shouldn't take a holiday. We're not that. We we need holidays every now and then. Say there, but it's exciting to have all this stuff that we have to make happen. It's very exciting. There's still a lot to do. <coughs> so every continues. So first of all. How is the Aveda the Rebbe says needle deity." if there's this incredible revelation from above that's pushing us to accomplish things that maybe we wouldn't normally accomplish because we wouldn't have that wind at our back? The there, we can add that this idea, this revelation of Elohu, isn't just a Nasinuske, like a Gamma also rouses a person. Move <coughs> and is understood. from the basic idea of the melech besada, the king is in the field. The <coughs> when the king's in the field. Had in addition to the fact, that then there is to everyone the ability, the permission. I'm sorry, and the ability. <coughs> to receive the king that's true he's there so i can go see him but the very fact that he's there <laughs> the knowledge of the people <laughs> that the king is in the field <laughs> where they are <laughs> that arouses in them a desire to go see the king the very fact that the king is in the field arouses in me a desire to go see the king. What do you mean it's, it's only in the scene kayak? Someone tells you, and, and, and forget about Gimel Tamuz, you saw the Rebbe in 770 four days ago. Someone tells you the Lubavitcher Rebbe is walking on Bechav David Yellen. What do you do? This is really what you do? Nonsense. What do you do? That's what you do? You're a dummy, if that's what you do. What do you do? What are you talking about? As in, like, I would say that to the person. No, that isn't what you do. Why not? Because you're dumb. What, what would you do? No? Go, go run! See go, the run go see him! You run outside! What are you... Why you're gonna run outside! You're gonna run outside! Right? You're gonna jump at the... That's the that's why that's you run? That's what? The Don't yelling? Right? You have to listen to the whole thing, Benyamin. I mean, if you miss part of it, you miss a lot. Yeah, to listen to the whole thing. Right? Okay? Fine. No, no, don't be embarrassed. Right? You're amongst friends. Right? If you hear the king is in the field, that's what in 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 in, in real life, what used to happen. Unfortunately, right now, it's just something we remember. It'll be something we experience again very, very soon. She is going to come. But, but in, the, in the old days, the old days, right? I didn't live in Heights, so I didn't have one. But what did everybody in Heights have from, you know, late 80s on? They had what was called the beeper. Everybody had a beeper. Now you have phones. You don't need beepers. But in those days, there weren't phones like this. There were beepers. What was a beeper? If you, had a, if you were a businessman, you're running a, a company, right? And you're out of your office, so you'd have a little beeper. And if you got a phone call that you didn't answer, you'd get a beep. And you would. It, this was like cutting-edge technology. And you'd, pre- and you'd hear the recording that the person made on, the, on your machine at the office. You'd hear it on your beeper. You could hear that recording. That was like cutting-edge stuff. And if you didn't have that fancy a beeper, at least you'd see that so and so called. You get them, you know, across the screen, it would say, you know, 1717189710026. And it's okay, so you'd know to call back or not call back. If it's the bank, you don't. And if it's someone who wants to give you money, you do. Okay, right. So they had a beeper in Crown Arts that had different beeps. What were the different beeps? There was one beep and two beeps and three beeps and four beeps. So the, the, the first, the most regular beep was, the Rebbe is saying, a seven, seven. that was the first beep. Right? There were other beeps relative to different things happening with the Rebbe. There was a special beep for, Mashiach has come. That unfortunately didn't beep yet. But there was a beep. It was set up so that when Mashiach comes, that everybody would know when their beeper it happened. So that's how immediate it was in Tafshin Memches, Tes, Nun, 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 Beis. That's how immediate Mashiach was. Unfortunately, the Rebbe did it all. It was all from above. It was all leave. A Aniloi. It has to be Anilah It has to be my the immediacy of Mashiach. It has to come from me, not from the fact that the Rebbe has taken me to that place. The Rebbe told us that. He said, I've done what I can do to make you want Mashiach. Now you have to do it. The Rebbe didn't say, I've done what I can do to bring Mashiach. That's not what the Rebbe says in that tzich. The Rebbe says, I've done what I can do to make you want Mashiach. Now it's up to you. We didn't believe it. We thought that he was kidding. It became very, very clear a year later. It disappeared, no more siphils. Okay, it's up to you. You're gonna to have to do it. I'm not gonna be schlepping you along by the nose anymore. You're gonna do it. You're gonna bring Mashiach. You're gonna arouse in yourself a desire to bring Mashiach and you're gonna do it. That's what it's all about. It's been a very long time of us trying to do it, but with the Baruch Hashem, there's lots of people who haven't given up. Some people have. Don't even talk about it anymore. Some people just gave up. No, don't give up. Right? Nothing changed. We're still in the same place. We have to bring Mashiach. That's where we are. Right? But the Rebbe said it's up to us. I just didn't believe him. But it's good to believe the Rebbe because he's always right. It's very annoying, but he's always right. It's just the way it is. When the beeper went, what used to happen? Very interesting, fascinating. Now, personally, since I was a visitor to Crown Heights, I would generally be in 770 for Min Maariv because I mean, I, you know, the people who live there. Say, yeah, a guy runs a business can't necessarily go every day Mincha Maariv by the Rabbi. <laughs> He's got a business to run, right? So fine. But, you know, visitors usually, I mean, you plan your day at 3.15 Mincho. You're going to be, you know, there's 10 o'clock chakras, 3.15 Mincho. It's marv depends on summer, winter, 7.30, 9.15, whatever, you know, it depends on that. But, but, but you, like, right? you sort of plan your day around that, if you're a visitor. Because the Rebbe would come and daven with us. So... Now and then, I would you know would be late or whatever, something happened, and and are standing on Kingston, and the beeper goes. What does the beeper mean? The beeper means the Rebbe's saying a sicha after mincha. What would you see on Kingston Avenue? Fascinating. All sets of people coming out of their stores, locking their stores, and running to 770. Why? The Rebbe's saying a sicha. The king's in the field. Where the where are the people going? They're going to see the king. I understand he's in the field. Ah, he was out there a minute ago, mincha, okay, say to but that saying a Whoop. Away everybody locking the doors and away they go to seven <in> seven. <Spanish> I remember once driving back from Borough Park in my dollar rental car and uh I was I, I was along, I was on <coughs> I'd come long Parkside and left on whatever that is, I don't remember, the, the, there's Parkside and then there's another, I guess, it's, I guess it's probably Ocean Avenue, I don't know, right? And then, and then it turns into Empire Boulevard. So where, where Ocean Avenue turns into, where, where Ocean Avenue, no, it's not Ocean, because there's a, there's a there's another, but Ocean Avenue it, it turns into uh, Empire Boulevard, it connects with Ocean, so there's a bunch of Bokrim, there's a Lubavitch Yeshiva on Ocean Avenue, a bunch of Bokrim, we're running along the street, right? This is a 10 minute run from 770, right? Running. Right, they were running along the street. So you know, I see all these, bachim, I stop, piled as many as I could into the car, said, What's up? The Rebbe saying a after me. Right. So they were running from the yeshiva to catch the end of the seer. So we drove. I was planning to go where I was staying and unload the stuff I had bought for my wife in Pearl Park into the, you know, next to the suitcase because I was leaving the next day. Okay. Drove close so we could get to 770, parked, ran out and heard the second half of the seer. What were they doing? They're running. What? The king is in the field. They want to go see the rabbi. I don't understand. So how can you possibly tell me that the fact that the king is in the field doesn't arouse in me a desire to go see the king? That's just not true. So the whole mushroom doesn't make sense. Well, now we're back to square one. We thought we had it all figured out. But now the whole mushroom has been thrown into, into a state of disarray by the rabbi when they know, they understand, the last second, last line, we'll finish with this paragraph, we'll pick it up tomorrow morning. They know the king is where they are. They want to go see the king. So for a chassid, the rabbi is their king. Fine. Even in the most mundane terms, if you were to hear that, that someone famous is walking on the street, Bibi Netanyahu is strolling down David Yellen, talking to people. Most of the people in the yeshiva would go out to watch, at least look, right? I mean, if Chos shown, there were a traffic accident in front and you heard, Aah! everybody would go look, right? So all the more so if something real is happening, it's a dumpster the dumpsters on fire. That's just life. That's life in a Haredi neighborhood in I And mean, Just get used to it. That's just what it is. Right? So the king is in the field. What? what it, and I have I, you know, maybe I'll go see the king. What do you mean maybe I'll go see the king? And the rabbi's going to explain, the king is the king. There's a, there's a connection between me and the king. So of course I'm going to go on to see the king. Because the king and me were one thing. That's going to be part of the answer, but it's also it strengthens the question. Okay, we'll go right to it tomorrow. Uh, everybody in this room, except one person who just showed up, uh, has was given a copy. Okay. Now I don't have any more copies. I went and I made two quick ones today just to make sure. But um, if you don't have a copy, so no, no, keep it, Ben. No, I, I, I you have. You ah, okay. So, uh, if you don't have a copy, so uh, make yourself a copy. I'm I'm no longer responsible for the copies. Make yourself a copy, go to the office, take someone else's, make yourself a copy, except I will make, what's your name? Uh, David. David, I'll make David a copy, because David, there's a good reason not to have a copy.